For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. <laughs> uh, I have been practicing uh, saying your last name, Eftimitis. That's correct. All right, Captain Andrew Eftimitis uh, joins us from uh, the. Not you're not at the canal at the moment, are you, sir? No, no, not not at the moment. I'm at home. I, I was uh, working all night last night, so I just oh, got up. You're very, very generous to spend time with us. Let me introduce myself. My name is Tom Drake, and for about 25 years, I have been a comedian on cruise ships around the world, and I've been lucky enough to transit the canal many times. One time I was uh, fortunate to take the train um, so that we could actually stand up in the tower and uh, watch it all happen. That uh, pretty lady is my wife, Dottie Colossa. She has been a cruise director for 31 years uh, for Norwegian, Holland America, and Oceana Cruise Line. And I don't know how many times you've been through the canal. Uh, the gentleman with the beard is a legendary comedy magician, John Ferentino. I don't know, 35 years uh, performing at sea and also many, many uh, transits through the canal. And the other gentleman is a, a radio a personality for years, and uh, we never let him on a ship. We just don't let him. We don't trust him. Uh, so he has not been able to go through the canal, as I'm sure many people watching uh, or listening have not had the opportunity. So we thank you for coming on uh, to talk to us about it. Our, our listeners and viewers are all cruisers um, of, for many different cruise lines, but a lot from Oceania region. So and a lot, and a few Aggies too. So. So, welcome. you know, um, I, I want to uh, take this chance to uh, say thank you for inviting me here. And uh, I see you all are uh, seasoned professionals in the cruise industry. And what you're doing is innovative and uh, keeping the information and entertainment to the cruisers is a phenomenal thing that you're doing. And I want to applaud you for that. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let me do this right before we begin. When when the canal was uh, when it turned over, uh, uh, from the United States, all these rumors circulated about uh, the Chinese have the canal and, you know, we still hear it on the ships. And I, I know that is not the case. Uh, I know that the, the, the Panama Canal Authority is operated by the Panamanians, but I would love if you could just talk a little bit about that, just so people understand how it's real. By the way, and I'll talk too much. I've been through the canal many times. It is in tremendous shape now. I mean, the maintenance of the canal and everything around it is just, it's really, really well done. Really well done. Yeah. Um, to address that first part, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, the Panama Canal is 100% Panamanian operated, owned and uh, maintained. They're doing a fantastic job. Yeah, it's are. phenomenal. The uh, amount of income that has been provided for the country, uh, the, uh, the transition was smooth and the advance in expanding the canal was also a phenomenal accomplishment. So uh, the canal is running smooth. Uh, everything is in top order. And, and uh, the, the rumors about the Chinese, I don't know where that came from, but uh, 
that's obviously not true. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I, you hear it. You see it in print. Um, people comment about it all the time. The other part of it is there's, there's there's a second canal, but it's not exactly a second canal. It's a is that am I correct when I say that it, it is, but it's in a. Well, it, uh, it, it, the expanded canal, uh, mm -hmm. another phenomenal engineering feat that was that done is. here. Uh, and that increased the capacity of the ships uh, almost double the size. So um, that was a series of construction that included two sets of entirely separate new bigger locks and uh, deepening and widening of the existing channel and an access channel to the Pacific side locks, which had to be constructed. Uh, it was just, uh, it, it came right on time because the ships are getting bigger and uh, the revenue just based on that um, uh, new construction has, uh, the, the cargo has doubled just yeah. by those uh, ships alone. I, I have um, a question, oh, I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. I have a question, I live in Port Canaveral and it's in the paper all the time that the completion of the second canal is going to make Port Canaveral one of the biggest shipping places, you know, in the world where I don't see how the Panama Canal links, you know what I mean, to Port Canaveral in Florida. And yeah, I, asked, um, I asked the guy who's the harbor master there, who I know, and I said, how is that? Po and he went like this. Got me. <laughs> but it's in the well, paper all the time. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the quick view. Uh, on Canaveral particularly, um, we have a former Panama Canal pilot there, and uh, I've talked to him recently. And uh, with this uh, the pandemic going on, I know that uh, a lot of ports that depend on cruise ships have uh, suffered. So hopefully we can get through that and uh, get the cruisers out again. And we'd love to see the cruise ships transiting and going to all the ports around the world in a safe manner. Now, regarding the expansion, the expansion really focused on a particular type of cargo, which was container traffic. Of course, uh, they've opened up in other types of traffic, including LNG traffic uh, and some larger tankers and bulkers. But uh, the primary customer is the container ship. So let me give you an example of, of what's happened. Uh, in the old canal, you had a Panamax of um, 965 feet long by 105 in beam. And that vessel carried about 5,000 uh, containers, uh, what they refer to as TEUs, or the 20 equivalent unit, uh, 20 foot container basically is what they're talking about. Uh, that's how they measure the capacity. Now these new ships, the largest that transits the canal and the expanded canal, uh, has a draft up to, uh, they average about 45 feet. Now draft is, uh, for the people that aren't familiar with uh, ship nomenclature, uh, that's the amount of water below, uh, amount of vessel below the water line. Yeah. So these particular vessels uh, are almost 1,200, uh, exceed 1,200 feet long <laughs> uh, and 167 in beam. Now they carry almost 15,000 containers and that is the, um, the game changer there is the amount of containers they can carry. But in order to do that and serve the East Coast properly, lots of ports had to um, deepen their channels 
to uh, right. accept the uh, the proper draft of those vessels. Yeah, and they and, put in uh, these, and they put in those huge, huge cranes now. Right, those are them. the Neo yeah. Panamax cranes, yeah. so they can yeah. have the reach to go from one side of the ship to the other and take right. those containers off. Now, up in New York, uh, they had uh, to uh, raise the the bridge up there so it could get into uh, New Jersey. Um, because the air draft on these vessels or the part of the vessel above the water line is considerably bigger. Now, as it pertains to Port Canaveral, uh, Port Canaveral, um, as far as I know, doesn't have much uh, container traffic. If they did, then that would be a tremendous impact for them and an economic boost, of course. Miami, on the other hand, does have uh, a Neo Panamax container uh, terminal and uh, and Port Everglades will have one shortly. I, I think they're putting in. Well, they have one already, but they're expanding it. So these are type of inversion and in investments that uh, each dedicated port needs to uh, consider, uh, because the the expansion of the canal affected a lot of ports on the East Coast. A lot of invested money in dredging, uh, in just uh, equipment uh, to bring the larger ships in. So um, hopefully, uh, Canaveral. Uh, maybe one day, I, I don't know what the, the big picture is there, is they can expand and they would also be able to uh, well, they started expanding the benefit. canal. They started to expand the canal now. Uh, the channel. Yeah, the channel. They're yeah, dredging it out. And, yeah. Yeah. Because so actually, the SS Norway would have been able to go up that new channel, right? Because that was 1,035 feet long mm-hmm. and it had a 36-foot draft. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So, uh, that's yeah, that's incredible. why the Norway couldn't go through the yeah, canal. Exactly. And, and I understand you sailed on her uh, years ago. Uh, yeah, we, we were on. I was on for seven years. Yeah. That at, at the time was like the largest cruise ship in the right. world for, for the time. Well, John, um, John couldn't pay his bar bill. So <laughs> they wouldn't let me up. He wouldn't let me up. They could pay the bar bill. So seven years trying to find the money to pay the bar bill. No, I'm sorry. I throw a joke in every now and then, but that's, I apologize. Um, I, I have these videos that you sent me, these time lapse videos. Um, I don't know how, and to present them, I have to do it in screen share. I don't know when you want to, if you, if you want to show those and, and. Uh, oh, whatever you like. Uh, uh, um whatever uh, you want to do, I can explain them. I think I sent the one of the nuclear submarine. Correct. Because, you know, the canal, um, uh, years ago, it was the, the same for the canal was uh, uh, funnel for the world or uh, uh, what was it? Uh, crossroads of the world and funnel for world commerce. Okay. Funnel for yeah. world commerce. Yeah, and yeah. so everything comes through the canal. I think it, it uh, serves about 6% of the world's uh, floating traffic. Um, that's the amount of uh, traffic that comes through the canal. So I sent a couple examples of a nuclear submarine. Yeah, let's and, see that one. Uh, I want to see that one. And the freighter. And, and the other one was the largest ship to transit the, the canal that I was talking about. We have this uh, very large class of container ship that is uh, 1,210 feet long wow. and uh, 168 feet in beam. And that draft was about 45 feet. And so in that uh, second clip, uh, it shows it going into Agua Clara. The two new sets of locks are Agua Clara and Cocoli. And so those are the uh, new expanded locks. What is the tonnage uh, on a ship like that? Yeah, it exceeds 150,000 tons. Wow. uh, 
uh, over 150,000 tons. I'm going to run They're very cool. So That's I'll run amazing. the, I'm going to do screen share and I'll run the first one, which is the nuclear sub zipping through. I, I, I mentioned earlier, it's a time lapse. I think it's 20, 27 or 30 seconds this video, as opposed to actually going through the canal, we would be here for a while and you probably need to get some sleep before uh, if, you're working, if you're working nights again. So let me just show this one real fast. It goes pretty quick. Uh, yeah, now that particular submarine, is it right if I talk over the- yeah, You know what, go ahead and talk because I put the wrong clip up. You'll, I, I, I'll put it this way, Captain, I could never be a pilot on a ship, we would crash it. Uh, <laughs> while you're, well, I'm gonna take it as a screen share and while you're talking, well, I'll find well, the right- uh, If it makes you feel better, I could never be a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes, you know, you know, go ahead, John, sorry. Now I say, you know, I found interesting when I went through when I heard that some ships just go through to dock on the other side to clean the bottoms. Right, just because the fresh water and the barnacles. Oh, come off? okay. Um, they're, they're, um, you mean they go through the to clean the bombs? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Now, no, they no dock. Cleaning. They, I, unless they were making up a story, but they said that one no, side is they fresh. Were one side is that, fresh. That the well, uh, just to give you a brief on the geography of the canal. So you go from the Pacific to the Atlantic, or Atlantic to Pacific, but in between is fresh water. Right. So we have that large Gatun Lake. Uh, right, that's immense, what I'm saying. Uh, they were saying that the freshwater, the barnacles die. Right. So uh, if um, it's a good chance to to give a good wash down, but uh, right. when I, when you mentioned cleaning the bottom, uh, it brought to mind uh, the guys that are out here on the uh, Pacific side uh, mostly, and they have divers that actually uh, scrape the barnacles off. So that's a big uh, uh, industry over here. Is uh, and a lot of these ships are sitting out here in the anchorage, and uh, I imagine there's a lot of marine growth on the bottom. So they've been busy with the divers, and they come with their robots, and they come with the divers to clean the bottom. But uh, it, it is a good uh, um, feeling for the ship to go through fresh water, and you can run your hoses and wash down your decks and and uh, even pick up some fresh water for your, uh, um, for your uh, water tank, fresh water tanks. Years ago... Uh, years, I'm sorry, I was on the Radisson Diamond, this is 25 years ago, probably, and we just did from Barbados, uh, Caribbean, back to Barbados, into the canal, to the lake, and turned around and came back through, and we got gas on the other side. We stopped, and because they got, they got a good price on fuel, I guess there were fuel tankers sitting right in the bay, or right in the, the lake there, mm -hmm. so we would stop, and, and I would laugh, because it was a really upscale five-star uh, ship that I was on, and we were trying to save thirty cents a ton on uh, on, on fuel. But does that still exists. Are there still freighters that that people can? Yeah, so they they have a, a pretty good sized bunkering service on both sides of the canal. So what you all do is very popular with the with the cruisers. Is they lock up coming from the Caribbean, they lock up to the lake. Uh, sometimes they uh, they send out the tenders, and people do local. Uh, um, activities uh, from the lake and then they lock back down. So uh, that's still a, a popular thing. Even in the new locks, there, there's a, I forgot who does it, but they, they lock up and they do what that's referred to as a turnaround. So they just yeah. go to the lake, they anchor, they hang out, they come back down. And what you're referring to in the bunkering service or the fuel service, that still exists. And in Limon Bay on the Atlantic side, uh, a lot of ships come in and uh, 
anchor in the inner anchorage, and right. then you have a fuel barge come alongside yeah. and provide you with fuel. Uh, it's just, I always laugh because it's not inexpensive to go through the canal in the first place. So if we were just going there to good, get a good price on fuel, they probably need to work the numbers better. Dottie, you had a question? Yes, Captain. How long have you been with the Panama Canal? And do you have a choice of um, which vessel, whether it be a cruise ship or a freighter um, that you pilot? Okay, so I started in 97. So I've been here a few years. Mm -hmm. And for the first uh, 21, 22 years, I was just your regular pilot, you know, going through the uh, uh, canal at based on a rotation. So mm -hmm. everybody goes in a rotation. And when you finish, you go back to the end of the line. Now I'm one of the supervisors. So um, I've been spending time in the office and doing a lot of inspections mm -hmm. and uh, um, on call for any emergencies. Uh, anything that you can imagine that uh, could go wrong goes wrong and uh, they have to call me first. So uh, that's the port captain's office. And because I'm one of the supervisors uh, on our time off, we're required to do 16 transits. So we are allowed to uh, go to the uh, rotation board and select the vessel. I myself I enjoy uh, doing the new locks and we're restricted to doing only the new locks. And I like to keep my skills up. So I do some of the harder jobs and, and mm -hmm. I enjoy being able to pick uh, ships that are more challenging. That way uh, I keep the blade sharp, you know, and uh, I, I don't want to get uh, rusty behind the desk. So, um, and that way I, if somebody in the canal tells me, you know, this isn't working and this is a problem. I'll have a better in-depth understanding by, by going on those more difficult vessels. So I'm in an exception to that case. Only the supervisors can select that, that particular assignment. If you go back to the pilot force, then you're back in a rotation. Okay. Um, what is the total elevation? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Because the ship Okay, goes yeah, up. right. Yeah. So, so from sea level on the Pacific or Atlantic side, um, the... Uh, and this is a good point you brought up is that uh, this, you know, and the beautiful thing about the canal is that it's it's a man-made uh, engineering feat, but in harmony with nature, because uh, without the rains, the rainforest and uh, um, clouds forming over the lake and dropping down that precious water, the canal would not exist. So it's quite a unique balance. And what you brought up that lake level is a lot that the person in charge of that has got his hands full because he has to calculate how many uh, gallons or cubic meters of water is used during the day, what's the projected use of the water, uh, when is the next rain coming, uh, and to maintain the level of the lake so that it isn't too high because if it gets too high, a big rain comes, uh, it's very difficult to get rid of uh, the water uh, so you have to keep it at a, at a perfect level. And at the wow. same time, foresee the dry season that comes uh, traditionally from December to March to have the maximum amount of water to take us through the dry season. So that now level was also expanded in the uh, was was raised in the expanded of the canal, the canal expansion. It used to be an average around 85, 87, the top, top. Uh, number now is 89 feet. Uh -huh. And right now, I think it's in 87 uh, 
yesterday was my first day back, so I didn't check the, uh, the, the water levels yet. But I think it's around between 87, uh, 87 and change, somewhere in there. So we're looking at about 87, and they've had a lot of rain lately, so I imagine it's even more, and uh, perhaps they're even dumping water uh, from the Gatun Dam on the Atlantic side. That Chagres River is the lifeblood of the canal. It, it provides uh, most of the water that fills the lake back up as it's consumed daily with the lockages uh, because that water's flushed out to sea and gone forever. I have those videos now, so we'll run the one with the sub. And then that's amazing. I, I would, uh, since I've been there uh, many times, I've watched it. I'm always curious. You know, you're you're the you're the captain. You're on the ship, but the mule drivers are really really important because they, in tandem, have to pull that ship along and make sure it, it, it it's at the same tension, right? Otherwise, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. And it's, um, think of it as like an orchestra and, uh, the pilots, the director. So, uh, we're there, uh, multitasking, um, uh, all the time. We are talking to the tugs, talking to the ship's crew, talking to the, uh, locomotive operators. And the key to this, uh, uh, orchestra is saying the right thing at the right time to the right person. Uh, yeah. That's the key to piloting. Is it, uh, is kind, it true? kind of like a comedian, I think, you know, you yeah. got to say the right thing. <laughs> now, is it true that everything, everything that goes wrong, you buy the paint? Is that true? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> it, it's a little more technical than that. But, but <laughs> yeah, um, so the canal, unique place. Um, uh, it's very unique. And, and some people, you know, think it's just another port, but it, it's a really a vital and strategic waterway for the Western Hemisphere. And based on that, uh, we have some uh, guidelines, regulations, safety requirements. We can't just let anybody come through in any condition. Uh, imagine somebody uh, is in not the proper condition and uh, something goes wrong and, and they end up sinking in the cut. You know, it could be uh, economic disaster. So mm -hmm. based on that, uh, we have to keep some very strict uh, guidelines. And those guidelines include uh, the pilot has command of the vessel. Uh, it, there's a lot of different types of uh, uh, piloting going on. There's channel work, there's locks works, they do docking, they do undocking, they do anchoring, do freshwater, do saltwater. Uh, there's all kinds of conditions. We're meeting other traffic uh, and it's going 24 seven and night and day. And to proficiently uh, take the amount of ships and tonnage that they take through uh, on a daily basis, uh, these uh, piloting experts have to have complete control of the vessel. Now, in the unlikely uh, scenario that something goes wrong and it ends up uh, in an investigation and they find uh, error uh, based on pilotage or other factors uh, within the canal, then that is uh, taken into consideration and they will, um, I don't know the exact legal details, but long story short, uh, the, the canal assumes responsibility uh, some way, somehow, legally. Right. I haven't been uh, involved or, or investigating the exact ins and outs of the legal process of that, but uh, basically the canal does take responsibility uh, for such uh, incidents. Okay. Uh, they're very rare. And um, um, especially when the, you consider the volume of transits, the amount of transits on a daily basis. I have basis. a question. What is the maximum 
beam width that you allow in, like clearance on both sides. Okay, in the new canal or the now in the old one? Say the old one is the one I was through. Yeah. Okay, in the old one, uh, the the locks um, uh, width is 110 feet, and so the ships that go there are about 106 feet in beam. Now, going into those locks, there are some tires that stick out about two feet uh, at the knuckle. They're rolling tires. So um, when you're past a knuckle and inside the chamber, you're looking at about two feet on either side, more or less. Let me... Uh, uh, two, wow, yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I was on a princess ship, and I'm looking down and I'm going, man, that it looks like to me 18, 18 inches on each side. So I was pretty close. Let yeah, me, exactly. Me, yeah. And, and on the princess ship, the bridge wing is, uh, I've been on a couple of those, yep. extends over yeah, the wall over the, of the rocks. So as you're going through the, like, for example, the, the Pedro Miguel control house, you're looking down on the roof because the bridge wing extends yeah. past the, uh, the wall. So those protrusions, as they refer to them, uh, are all calculated for uh, the transit. In the, in, in the new locks, it's 180 feet in beam, wow. but there's no locomotives. I don't know if you realize, we don't have any locomotives in the new locks. Okay. That's all done by a tug on the bow and a tug on the stern. And so when you're, um, the, the amount of uh, concentration and focus in those new locks is uh, uh, 10 times than the old locks. Because there's, there's no one to save you there with a, with a wire or a cable. That's mm -hmm. all based on, um, maneuvering of the ship in in a safe fashion using the tugs on the bow and on the stern or maybe the bow thruster on the uh on the ship so, so not um, only do you have the length of the ship you have the length of the tugs in there too right right exactly <laughs> so uh you're there's a, there's very little room for air in uh especially going northbound into agua clara um i was just talking about that maneuver uh, that vessels that uh, enter there are about 168 feet in beam. And again, they have rolling tires. So upon entering in the chamber, without locomotives, uh, mind you, you're just using the tug and uh, uh, some electronic guidance that we have some um, um, electronics that help us. But it's basically down to the old uh, eye, eye hand coordination type of thing uh, wow. going into the locks. So uh, that requires a lot of concentration, and, and I really enjoy uh, the challenge in those locks. And uh, um, I'm going to run the let me run the freighter one because we're okay. We're running. A, it's a, we could talk yeah. forever. I I could talk to you for an hour just to know which nationality of captain gives you the hardest time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the stuff. I'm from New Jersey. That's the stuff that interests me. Is it the Norwegians, the Greeks, the Italians? Who gives you the headache on the bridge? But uh, now, when we go to a screen share, I think we lose you on the. But I will hear you, and I can stop it. Um, anywhere along but i think the freighter one really shows uh the degree of difficulty um getting something through the canal i have the right one for a change okay yeah this one here uh is the uh the largest vessel that i was talking about you see there's no approach wall no approach wall so you're basically <laughs> threading the needle there on a hundred and fifty thousand ton uh ship there you go and with no brakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no locomotives. So that's the most challenging uh, aspect of that uh, expanded canal right there. Now, how long is uh, that? 
because uh, as you can see, the volume of the uh, the area for wind uh, and um, is really affected uh, up in the lake sometimes. Wow. PJ, had a question? Yeah, I was just saying, how long does that take, like, to guide it in to the, you know, first chamber? Right there, that maneuver, I think, is about 23 minutes right there. Uh, and, 18 and, to 23 minutes, I believe. And you have to stay on time, correct? I mean, I'm going to uh, keep keep it open. I'm going to put the, the, the submarine up now. You have to stay on time because there's everybody's waiting. Uh, I well, love that, the that, that, that's the whole thing with the canal, to get en uh, enough ships through. Uh, timing is is another important aspect. Uh, timing is is critical. Now, uh, imagine uh, losing five, ten minutes on each lockage. That can affect the guy at the end of the line. Uh, I think this one shows us. It's going to show us the door is open, right? Um, fills up, boom, opens. And how how high does the water rate at at that point? How high? How much water? Or how high does it raise? Um, okay, so at the final amount, it's going to be about 86 feet. Okay. After we go through the two sets of locks, uh, it'll be about 86, 87 feet, uh, depending on the lake level. So th that particular is a Los Angeles class attack submarine. That was the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that one was the, uh, the at the time, was the oldest uh, uh Los Angeles uh, attack submarine. I think it was the uh, the Olympia. I think that was the name of the vessel. So CB, CBJ, the cables that go from side to side. Oh yeah, there I see them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they run on a track on both sides. Now you don't yeah. call them mules anymore. They're called locomotives. Yeah, I, I think uh, the the mules were based. That name came from. Uh, they were mules. <laughs> Never in the canal, but I'm saying oh. I, I think up in the remember the old uh, locks there on the East Coast or some series of canals, I think, that ran with mules. And so uh, maybe back uh, uh, um, they they borrowed that term. Yeah. When I first started going through, they always referred to they never meant they just mentioned um, those instead of. This is tw over 20 some odd years ago. And I used to do a joke about it because they were, it was a terrible joke. I couldn't do it today. Sexist joke. Cause you have female, <laughs> you have female locomotive drivers and, uh, and they're amazing because they can pull a ship through and put their makeup on at the same time. It's just <laughs> they're holding a mirror in one hand. They got a hundred thousand tons in the left hand. It's how they do it. Today I get in trouble for that joke. You're sexist. So I took it out. But, uh, uh, but if for people that have never, had the opportunity to do it. And there are cruise lines that just go in and come back out again mm -hmm. for the ex princess does it just for the express purpose of the visit. You know, uh, it's unbelievable to, to watch. And well, there's a lot of history there. And, and that's, uh, I mean, the canal's over a hundred years old. Imagine anything that's working over a hundred years old and it's in great shape. And the expanded canal is a, a whole different animal, but uh, a, a fantastic engineering feat. Um, uh, I was thinking about what you're referring to the mules and the, uh, they're actually electric towing locomotives, yep. but if somebody was to look up where that all came from, I think somewhere on the East coast, somewhere, uh, I don't know, Washington, Delaware, they had, the the canals there that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were, uh, they had those, uh, long boats, uh, pulled through with mules. And so maybe some of the workers that came down from the East coast, um, uh, use that reference. Uh, but there was never any mules in the canal. They've always um, 
electric uh, locomotives. And actually, one of the largest uh, contracts at the time was uh, with General Electric because yeah. they built the original ones. And General Electric really landed. I think that the canal is what got General Electric one of its largest government contracts uh, back there in the day in 1910 or whenever they uh, contracted to make those. The original locomotives were General Electric ones. Uh, there's a few uh, on display. They're, they're black in color. And then years later, I think back in the 60s, uh, Mitsubishi came over and they uh, they upgraded the uh, the locomotives. Um, we have a couple of minutes, and I apologize. I wish we had more time. Um, we have a young lady uh, from England who's actually, we're very global today. We're going from uh, from Panama to, uh, to Great Britain. But how did you, and you're not originally from Panama, are you? Uh, did you? Well, my, um, the, if you all recall, mine's a little um, kind of like a man of the world type of thing, but uh, my parents, uh, obviously by the name, are Greek descent, mm -hmm. and uh, they, migrated years ago over to Florida. From Florida, they came down to Panama. My dad worked with the uh, uh, Panama Canal Company or the Canal Zone government. Uh, he was a physician down here. So um, this area, and I eventually came along. I was born here uh, in, in the Canal Zone. So um, both my parents um, are American of Greek descent. And I was born in Panama, and so I am a son of uh, both of the motherland of Panama and of the United States. Yeah. So um, I grew up in the Canal Zone in this area, and uh, uh, I don't know, a lot of people forget in history, you know, the uh, extent of uh, what the Canal Zone was like, but it was just basically uh, an extended part of the United States down here in Panama. So uh, in 99, when that all ended with the, with the transition, uh, I just easily transitioned as a Panamanian citizen. And, uh, and there's where we're at today, well, good uh, continuing the history. It's a beautiful part of the world. I'll tell you, uh, if, if you've never been there, Panama City is a beautiful city. Uh, we had a chance to do some tours when we were down mm -hmm. there. Not a bad life down there, huh, Captain? That's okay. It, it, it's fantastic. The, the The weather may be a little warm for those that uh, are afraid of the heat. Come on down. Uh, there's a lot of warmth and humidity, but there, there's so much uh, uh, diversity in uh, in uh, mm -hmm. flora, in birds, in animals, uh, in nature, and uh, and uh, the canal is not the only uh, cool thing about Panama. There's a lot of good beaches. There's there's a lot of things to do down here. Adventure. There's a lot of history. I mean, we had Morgan down here. We had uh, uh, a lot of the pirates coming through uh, the isthmus. Uh, it, it's it's really a diverse place. People from all over the world came here to work from the West Indies to build the canal. The Chinese were here for the railroad originally, the first uh, transcontinental uh, railroad. Um, like you said, you, you can be in the lake, you can swim in the Pacific, uh, jump in the lake, and at the end of the day, uh, take a dip in the Atlantic. Uh, so, and also, uh, and also home to one of the greatest Yankees ever. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Marino, yeah, exactly. Adam Rivera, yeah. I got it on the, today. Uh, the, we can Yankees used to come down here in the in the uh, I don't know if it was the 40s or the 50s, I can't remember, but they would uh go to our stadium here for their spring training. Uh, from what yeah. I understand, they were wow. they're uh, doing their spring training in Panama years ago. Well, I, I hate I hate to 
We kept you up. You had to get up after a night's uh, uh, work. We appreciate that. Lots of information. I, I know our listeners, our viewers are like uh, really impressed. I hope people get a chance to go through the canal. It's a it's a once in a lifetime. Yes, sir. I, I, I just want to say, you know, um, the, the, this year's been exceptional year, as we all know. But I hope that we can resolve something and uh, get the ships out again. Uh, there's mm -hmm. uh, uh, a lot of fantastic uh cruise ships out there waiting to receive cruisers. And uh, I hope it's done safely. I hope it's done uh, in accordance with uh, with health in mind for everybody sure. and, and to get the people back working again and uh, get the people, get the ships out cruising. Come through the canal, go to your favorite Caribbean port or uh, port in the US. Yep. Uh, you guys have done a fantastic job. I I've heard some of Dottie's uh, reports on the uh, cruising industry. And it's an impressive that uh, um, what you all are doing, to, you know, keeping the uh, cruisers informed and entertained. Yep. And, and that's, uh, uh, you know, you guys, you guys run the show on the ship. Uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the captain may set the course, but you set the mood. And, and I appreciate that. Well, I know that. I know when my wife was the cruise director, she does think she's in charge. She has to straighten those captains out from time to time. Occasion. Uh, <laughs> I believe those four stripes matter. Not all the time. We do have to run. Captain Andrew, you're the best. Thank you for the time. Thank uh, you. You're very generous. And, and go back to bed. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Uh, all the best. Thank you. All right.